You're listening to the Josh Paul Podcast. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. Now, here's Josh. I want to read this to you. Turn to sling your Bible open. Sling it open. Make sure you hit the devil in the face with it. Oh, yeah, the devil comes to church, too. He's sitting right beside you trying to distract you. Trying to get you to think about Big Macs and what that lady down the street said to you and, and what that lady at the Bojangles uh, drive through did to you and you wanted to sling your drink on them. But you didn't because you got that bumper sticker on the back of your car that says, does Jesus follow you this close? I mean, you can follow Jesus this close, whatever. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> I told him I wasn't going to preach long tonight. That might have been a lie. Forgive me. I love the Word of God. Don't you love the Word of God? I love the Word of God because every time, there's not a time that it don't set you free on the inside. And I'm glad, you know, the, I was such a mess. I'll go ahead and tell you all this, that I was such a mess. The Lord had to make me a preacher to make me study the Bible, to make the Word get into me because I needed it probably more than anybody. And so, you know, He probably did that on purpose to, to, to get me into the Word because I've got to be in it because I can't feed y'all anything. I ain't prepared and cooked up in the kitchen I prepare this stuff and I get it ready and I ain't coming out here trying to serve y'all little snacks and dog bones I want to have something good to eat because I'm a good cook I want to be a good cook for the kingdom of God So, and it says to eat the meat of the word I ain't trying to pour no milk on your plate tonight come on we getting ready to eat steak turn over turn over turn over to 12.2 Romans 12.2 and I'm going to read some of this really fast because I want to get on down here into some of this. This is so good. We all know this. I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your what? It's reasonable. It's your reasonable service. It's reasonable. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not unreasonable. This is not unreasonable. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Turn to your neighbor and say, tonight I'm going to lose my mind. And I'm going to gain the mind of Christ. Turn to your other neighbor and say, baby, you lost your mind a long time ago. Say, hallelujah, I got the mind of Christ. I got the mind of Christ. I lost my mind and I got his. Thank God, because mine was crazy. Philippians 2 and 5, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, what was on Christ's mind? Let's, let's talk about it for a second. What was on Christ's mind? People. He, had, he was on a mission. He knew his end result. And he knew it was going to be painful. Come on, somebody. He knew he was about to go through some stuff. Do you ever just, uh, yeah, yeah, anybody hate shots? You go get shots at the doctor, and you just kind of, I don't know about y'all, but I just, I, okay, fine, I'm a wimp. I sit there, I'll show you. I go, I sit there in my chair, and I grab on both ends, and I close my eyes, and they're looking at me like, for real? And um, I'm like, yeah, for real. <laughs> so I hold it, and then um, right before, when I see the needle coming, I'll grab the inside of my leg and pinch it as hard as I can to trick myself to hide the pain from here to bring it down here. Ain't that crazy? That's all right. Talk about me when you leave. I don't care. Uh, so, 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 <laughs> what was on the mind of Christ? He prepared. He was being prepared. His whole life was being prepared. 
to go up to this one moment. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you've been prepared for this. Everything you've been through up to this point, you've been prepared. You're going to be her neighbor tonight. <laughs> That's all right, Natasha. That's what you get for the front row. <laughs> for the... Uh, that was the mind. What was on the mind of Christ? Luke 19 and 10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And I love, oh my goodness, can I just tell you where I was this weekend? Over at uh, my, my, my good buddy, uh, Craig Church, uh, he throws this big festival, and I'm so glad to be just, just a small part of it. And um, I get to help him with it through the year and different things. And then, but the day comes, and, you know, Jeremy Camp comes for, for King and Country. All the, you know, all them big artists you hear on the radio, Jason Crabb was there. I hung out with that crazy thing all day. Now, that thing's crazy. If you know him, you agree. Nah, he's, he's awesome. He's an awesome guy. But, um, and actually, stay tuned because because he's going to join Anchor Ridge and go to the mountains with us and do some crusades. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, but so Faith Fest here and over in Wilkesboro, uh, people come in from all around the country to it. And um, it was just so cool because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of dramatic. I don't know about y'all. Um, I like, but I like the good kind of drama. I love the good kind of, I like the God kind of drama. The, the stuff that it's like, whoa, you know? So I was backstage and uh, I was t- sending the artists on and bringing them out and doing, you know, and just being over there really mainly have a clipboard trying to keep Craig in line, handing them waters. And, um, and, but I looked out over the crowd and there's probably 10 20,000 people out there and I just thought God look what you have done look what you have done you see and 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 here's my point because they say oh America's not hungry for God oh America is going down they say oh you got to go through it to a third world country to see a hunger for God and to see miracles baby they was 10 to 20,000 people out there in 90 100 degree weather right out in the sun they wasn't under the trees they wasn't hiding some of them had a few umbrellas but it was hot and I'm gonna tell you I was backstage they had fans and it was still hot I had one of them things wrapped around me I thought oh man these people are hungry for God America is hungry for God they are done with this Mickey Mouse kind of just get just give me a new Mercedes and tell me five steps to get my riches no they traded all that in they want Jesus they they they, they America you you finally coming to your senses you finally got to find the one thing that's gonna do it for you see because it ain't that bottle of alcohol it ain't that smoking the weed it ain't the all the other stuff and it ain't the the man the woman it ain't the mess it ain't the money it ain't the job title it ain't nothing but Jesus turn to your neighbor and say it ain't gonna be nothing but Jesus it ain't gonna be nothing but Jesus nothing is gonna fulfill you like nothing but Jesus he was on a mission Jesus was on a mission you're on a mission did you know that you're on here on purpose and on assignment, Esther, for such a time as this. Even in this room tonight, you are here on time. You're, this is not an accident that you are here at this time, in this season, at this hour. This isn't on time for word for you, for the ones that, that didn't come. If they were supposed to be here, they would have been here. This is for you tonight. This is an own time where if you just flipping on the TV, baby, you turn at the right time. Don't turn it. And so we, come on down here into Romans. Um, after Romans 1, it says, you know, this is Paul talking to the Romans. And um, he, he's, he's talking about being one in the body of Christ. And it goes on down, um, scrolling down just a little bit. And uh, he's talking about, you know, whatever gift God gave you, do that. If, if, you're, if you think it's mercy, be good at it. Whatever talent, whatever gift God gave you, do it well. 
Do it well. So I just want to say tonight, do it well. Do it with excellence. We have something in, in our office. There's a few things, and uh, we're getting better every day. We just had a big meeting today, and uh, we're getting better every day. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? We're getting better every day for Jesus. I want to just be more. I want to be all that I can for him. Don't you? I want to be all that I can for him. And I know, yes, I know he's already done all the work. I can't do nothing. The, the cross is the finish. He said himself, it is finished. That part's done. My salvation's cleared. But uh, I went to church and God bless his soul, the man that pastored my church. But now he, he, he probably should have been out on the road being an evangelist because that's what he liked to do every Sunday is get people saved. And I admire that about him. But I always, I was 13, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old wondering, well, what next? I am saved. I'm saved. I was saved last week. I was saved the week before. You know, and I'm going to be saved next week, sir. And I love you. But now what do I do? What do I do now? What does God want me to do? What's my purpose here? What, what's my sound? Tell me, God. Uh, and then so I finally had to just get, I was, I was like the one. Come on, there was one that got out of the boat. Be that one. Be that one that steps out onto the water because it feels like you're stepping out onto nothing, but really what you're stepping out on is to the hand of Jesus because when we step out, he holds us up. And there is, I'm telling you, there is nothing like standing in the palm of the hand of the Lord when you know you should be sinking and you should be grounded, uh, uh, drowning, and it don't make any sense that, that you're in the position that you're in or that you're in the some of the, the some of the rooms that I end up with with these big senators and politicians and, and all these just national people. It's like, I'm this little boy from the mud puddles of Boomer. What? God, you have a really good sense of humor. So he was on purpose. He was on assignment. You're on purpose and your own assignment, Esther. You're here. Remember, remember the story of Esther and this, like, this ain't what I was even going to. Remember the story? She was saying, no, 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 I can't do this. I, this is too much for me. I can't do it. And he turns to her and, she, and, and he says, what? Pretty much. He says, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, Esther, don't you understand this is what you were here for. This is what you were called for. And now when the time is right for you to step into your position, you're going to... Isn't that what Satan does? He tries to scare us out of the next step. He tries to... And I'll say this everywhere I go. You might have heard it last week when you turned on the program. But he tries to scare us with lies. Saying, you're not this. You're not that. You're not beautiful enough. You're not... You know, you, you don't have what it takes. You, you're too big. You're too small. You're too old. You're too young. You're too it, this. You're too that. You don't have the right voice. Look at me. I've got a big nose and a big ears and a weird voice. And I sling my shoes when I preach. And, you know, I'm the biggest messed up thing they could have picked. But God uses... Crazy people, apparently, you know, but all you got to be doing, willing, is to say yes. Can I get somebody to raise their hand and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Be it done unto me. Just like Mary said, be it done unto me, whatever it is. And you see, when Mary said yes, she knew that was going to talk about her. She knew them other women was going to say that whore. That adulterer. Can you believe it? They weren't even married. And Joseph's going along with it. Can you believe all the things that must have went through her head that said, this is crazy. It don't make any sense. God, why did you choose me? Anybody ever think that? God, why did you choose me for this? Are you sure? You sure you got the right one? I wonder that all the time. I walk through the walls of these warehouses, and sometimes I just got to throw my hands up and close my eyes and say, Lord, I don't know why you chose me, but I'm glad you did. 
Amen. Anybody else? I don't know why, but thank you, Lord. So, so he's saying, you know, whatever, whatever your gift is, do it and do it with excellence. And then uh, down in Romans 12, 9 is where I want to plant for a second. Can I get somebody to sneak up there and plug my black fan in? No, I'm just an old country preacher. I need a fan up in here. So go ahead and make fun of me. That's all right. Romans 12, 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor. Giving preference to yourself. Giving preference to to your family, giving preference to the president, giving president, giving preference to one another, to one another, to one another. You know what I noticed about myself? And believe me, I am not patting myself on the back. <laughs> Trust me on that one. Uh, but I had somebody following me to dinner yesterday, and there was a spot right up the front. How many know when you get up to Walmart and that front spot's open, you look around to see if anybody else has saw it, and you got it. <laughs> Whoa, front spot. Thank you, Jesus. That's the favor of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Well, I was down at Coach's, and I pulled in. I said, ooh, it's like a big strawberry cheesecake just sitting there waiting for you to eat a slice. That front spot looks good. Whoa, thank you, Lord. Don't lie. Y'all like it. So, but you know what? I, there was somebody following me and I pulled in and something, something in my spirit just said, drive past that and take the other spot so they can have it. And my flesh like that. Here's the thing with us humans. See, this is funny. God gives us um power he gives us his own power and that's so unique because when when we get power we don't share it we don't we, we this is my power this is i get to tell you what to do and you have to listen to what i will say to you and we like to but god is so cool and that he gives us his power he gives us his power he gives us dominion he put the same power that lives on the inside of us is the same power that rose christ jesus from the grave that's the difference between us or and what we're becoming well, because we're not there yet. Paul says, I'm not that I've arrived, but I, I do press on towards the mark of the high calling. And, and what God already is, he gives us his power. And I just, I thought about that last night because I gave up. I mean, it ain't power to get a parking spot. But, you know, I gave up that good feeling I would have had when I parked in it. And everybody looking, man, thinking, man, he got a good spot. <laughs> Wish that was my spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it ain't that good, but y'all know getting a good spot is a good spot. But um, but being uh, given preference to one another, not lagging in diligence. We have a rule around here. We have a 24-hour rule. Uh, going in and out. You get an email, 24 hours. You got 24 hours to turn that thing around. You know why? Because it's about respect. We respect people's time. We, if you contact Anchor Ridge, you will hear back from us sometime. And if you hang up on us, we'll call you back. And uh, we we respect you. We'll get you. We we will contact you. That's what we actually had another. Tr we have these things called lunch and learns. And uh, so we eat lunch together and we learn. And today we was learning about phone actually. And uh, and so we, we'll get you and we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And I I think it's so important christian that we be diligent we be diligent we come on let's break it down 
Let's be who we're supposed to be. Let's actually even, Christian, let's be who we say we are. Let's be who we say we are on Sunday morning. I won't look at them, Lord, because they ain't going to like it. I might even, I'm going to run back here because I ain't. Let's be who we say we are on Sunday morning and that fancy tie that we wear. And then we, we, we walk in and we're, we're so, we're so holy and we're so, uh, we're so, you know, we're all those things. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, God, we, we're good. And then, but, but, but then you see what the difference is, is God sees you on Monday night and Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday at the drive-thru, Thursday at the dry cleaner, Friday he seen you sneak out of work early when you wasn't supposed to leave work early. Being diligent to be the very best you can. I bring it up in every, Andrew can tell you, every meeting we have, excellence comes up. Living in excellence, being the very best that we can for God because he is the very best that he can do for us. And let me tell you, when, when you start being the very best you can, and um, again, not, not blow my own horn because this is like, I mean, you know, our works in the sight of the Lord is like, I won't even say what the, the translation is, but Andrew, Andrew back there in the sound booth, you can't even see him. It's so dark in here. Me and him was out in a field yesterday for about six hours cleaning up the trash. Um, and I wondered to myself, you know, yesterday we had 10, 20,000 people out here. Where are all they at? But come on, come on. There's, there's a few who will come behind everybody else and do the diligence, the due diligence. There was three of us out there for hours Come on, Christians. It's time to show up. We see, we like to show up for the fun part. And, and you know, I'll park a few cars before, but then I'm going in and watch concerts. Uh, and, 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 oh, yeah, if I can get a backstage pass, oh, yeah, I'll help back there. And I'll do whatever you want. Uh, but where's everybody when we're picking up the trash? Craig brought out a good point. I believe that maybe Jesus might have been out there because he wouldn't have wanted to leave the people's land in a mess. As a Christian, we should be leaving it better than we found it. We should be, in fact, maybe we should ought to go out there and plant some new seed for them for all that we trampled yesterday. I don't know, maybe that's extra, but maybe it's time to be extra. It says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit. Well, I could stop right there, but I won't. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And here's where I want to go, 12. Rejoicing in hope rejoicing in hope rejoicing in hope what rejoicing in hope what does that really even mean rejoicing in hope rejoicing in hope rejoicing no i believe it means this rejoicing knowing that with our because our faith it produces hope our belief uh, it, that god is going to move especially when we've seen him move a mountain before right down into the sea oh my god i get excited sometimes because i'm like oh lord i know you're getting ready to do this i don't know how i don't know through who i don't know where it's coming from lord i'm looking in all directions i ain't limiting you to this over here or that over there you ain't got to do it my way you ain't got to show up how i want you to show up yeah it might be you know i don't know uh, do it however you want to god but i'm on the lookout for you we can rejoice in hope knowing that no it hasn't happened yet i'm still in this situation i can rejoice anyway I can rejoice anyway because I've got Jesus living on the inside of me. I can be happy beforehand. I can smile before I get the promise because you know what? 
let me just tell you this, and you already know it. Once you get the thing you're asking God for, the situation happens and God works it all out like he's going to do and he will, you're going to be on to the next thing. Oh, God, I'm waiting for you again. I'm waiting for you again. See, we've got to be happy in the journey. Life is one big old transition. And that's why I like to tell people, I am, uh, if I had to pick a, uh, something to call myself, I love helping people through transition because life is one big transition. I bet everybody in here is in a transition right now. You're, you're moved from one place. to oh, I moved recently into a new house, but, and, and I unpacked yet. I'm so, you know, I still got stuff in boxes. I got one shoe over here, one shoe over there, and probably got stuff that uh, the thing down the trailer blew off going down the road somewhere. So that's somewhere. And, uh, you know, my stuff is everywhere. It's one big transition. And come on, somebody, because you need to know this. You feel like you're a big old mess. You feel like you can't get nothing together. But that's because you're on the move. And that's okay. It's okay to be on the move because it feels hectic. And have you ever run through the airport? Have you ever had to do that? Oh, I used to be so bad about that. And I can't, Andrew, remember how long, oh my Lord, why do they build the Denver airport so big? I do not know. But uh, that one just stands out to me. The big. We have ran through that airport so many times. So many times we ran through that airport. On down to what was it, D60? No, that's Miami. Ain't it? But anyway, the, that, I have ran that airport. Finally, I got enough sense to leave on time. Won't you look at that? Won't you? There's something called on time. Because here's how my brain works. If the flight leaves at 7.30, I'll leave my hotel at 7.25. Maybe sometimes 7.30. If church starts at 10 a.m., I I leave my house at 10 a.m. Like, the time sticks to my brain, and I'm like, that's the time. That's the time. And I've actually, believe it or not, I've, I've handed my schedule over to somebody here at the ministry, and I said, you take my schedule. Do I... I hate to use the word hate, but I hate doing it myself. Tell me where to be. Tell me where my appointments are. Tell me when to show up. I'll be there when I've got to preach. I'll come. Tell me when to just come, you know? And, um, uh, of course, I didn't. I, I still do my work and all that, that, that stuff. But, like, as far as when people are coming in and out and my meetings and stuff, I've handed all that over. <sighs> I wonder if there's something in your life you could hand over. Maybe you could hand over something to God. Maybe you could hand that situation over that has been causing all your peace to God and let him run it. Maybe you could hand your schedule over to God and let him run it. Maybe you could uh, ha- turn that uh, unforgiveness over to him. Come on, somebody. That hurt. I had to, re- oh my goodness. I don't know if I should tell this story or not. Yeah, I'll tell it. So, going back to that power thing, <laughs> I shouldn't tell it, but I will. So, I was backstage, you know, and I was over there doing my thing, and there's, there's these two people over there on the other side of the stage, and I looked at them, and I thought, there's my arch nemesis. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really thought it in my head. And uh, I had, you know, I had my big, uh, the aviators, they look like movie star sunglasses. I had my, my big old sunglasses on, my hat pulled down. And um, that person even waved at me. And I was on the phone with Andrew, and he'll vouch for me. I was like, Andrew, she's waving at me, and I'm not waving back. You better believe I ain't waving back. And I just turned my head slightly to, so that it may be an accident. Maybe I seen her, maybe I didn't. And then I just kind of drifted off through the back hallway over to the other side of the stage. But God tripped me on the way down the hallway, and I realized 
maybe I hadn't forgave somebody who I thought I had forgiven. And come on, how many years will we hold on to these things? How many years? And I heard my friend Joyce, she says it like this. It's like a hangnail. You ever get a hangnail and you're out in public, you're out in the grocery store, you're out getting yourself whatever, and it gets caught on your shirt and you're like, ow, that hurt. It was there and it didn't come out until it got put to the test. It hadn't completely healed yet. I'll go ahead and be honest with the rest of it. I even went to somebody else and said, you know what? I have the power to ask these people to leave. And I'm thinking about using it. I'm thinking about using it. I might go over there and ask them to leave right now. Oh, I wanted to do it. My flesh wanted to do it so bad. And I could have. But I thought, you know what? You are one of the most petty people I have ever seen in my entire life, Josh. What is wrong with you? And I thought, on the other hand, what kind of seed are you trying to plant for your own life? And, and then there's, there's the, like, you know, if that was Franklin Graham over there, would you go and ask him to leave? Oh, see, 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 come on. Because we got these different levels of people. Come on. Don't look at me like I'm the only one. Don't you dare turn that TV station channel. That's what we do. Come on. Had that been somebody else, would I have thought that about them? No, no, I would have said, Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, may, may I get you a drink, sir? Hold on, I'm going to get you a plate of food. Don't you dare move. Oh, can I, can I, uh, can I roll you with this and make sure you're, make sure you don't have any lint on your, so let me polish your shoes, sir. And I'm over here asking these other people to get out. You see, that's not who Jesus is. And that is not who I should be. See, we're all still being worked on. That was two days ago by the way. That was two days. That story was fresh from two days ago. That just happened. So that's still who I am. And that's still who the Lord is working and cultivating me out of. And uh, come on, if if we, if we I was to say, raise your hand, if God is dealing with you, you say, don't raise it. Because I know the whole room would raise their hand because we're all being dealt with on something. And so don't judge me for what I'm being dealt with just because yours is different. Don't judge my sin because it's a little different than yours. Come on, somebody. Don't judge my stuff, especially, and don't judge my life by the chapter that you walked in on. God's been working on me for a long time. You walk in on chapter 7, but baby, I got many more chapters to go. Maybe you should flip back through the other pages too. There's some pretty good stuff back there. It gets real juicy, and I don't mind if you read it. Because God's brought me a mighty long way. Come on. He's brought me a mighty long way. And, uh, and actually, I don't even mind. I kind of like it when people gossip about me. They say any, any publicity is good publicity. Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, goodness. It says, how did I even go there? It says, rejoicing in hope. You know what I did rejoice in? I rejoiced in that I didn't make that decision. Because here's, here's the trick. It feels good to your flesh in the moment. Oh, it feels so good in the moment. But later, when the Lord uh, comes and convicts you of it, oh, 
you feel like, you know, he doesn't call you a failure, but you're like, oh man, I knew I could have done better. But rejoicing in that hope, having a hope, having uh, uh, knowing that we have a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, for I formed you. I knew you and um, I, uh, plans I made for you. These plans I made for you, they're not to harm you. That's the devil telling you that. It says the, 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 the devil is the one roaring about roaming like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may devour. But I've got a plan for you. Get inspired. Order Josh Paul's newest book entitled Closer to the Father. It's a daily prayer devotional and fasting journal. Each day, you'll be guided through a prayer that will grow your faith and deepen your relationship with God. You'll receive daily motivation to be your best as you journey deeper into prayer. God loves when you pray bold prayers. Get your copy by visiting joshpaul.org or call 1-800-722-8714. Order now. You're just 21 days away from a closer walk with the Father. Psalm 118, 17, I will not die, but live and declare the good works of the Lord. Does the devil ever whisper in your ear? He'll tell you some crazy stuff, won't he? Gosh, one day I was in a hotel room one time by myself. We travel all over. I don't even know what city I was in. Maybe Nashville or, uh, but anyway, um, and you know, you just hear crazy stuff. And uh, <laughs> I, I just heard in my head, might as well go ahead and clean your room up. They're going to find you here in the bed dead in the morning. And you know what? If we'll listen to the devil, it would be crazy the places we would end up if we would go on and listen to that trash. Well, I could have just packed my bag and said, well, maybe it's my time to go on. Heck no, in the name of Jesus. Don't receive that stuff. Because even if you don't believe something as crazy as that, it's meant to bring you down. It's meant to bring fear. It's meant to bring anxiety. And it's meant to crush the dream and the, 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 the stuff of God on the inside of you. It's meant to steal, kill, and destroy. But you know what? Where we can rest? In the goodness of God. We can rest. I'm so glad that God is somewhere I can rest. I can lean, literally, I can just lean back in his goodness and I can rest in that. Listen to this over in John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you. And I love this part. My peace I give you. My peace own peace he's saying I'm not gathering something out of the dirt I didn't go get something out of the trash can to give you I'm giving you my peace can you imagine we have the peace of Jesus living on the inside of us I, there was not one time I remember seeing Jesus say oh gosh what are we going to do now uh oh we're in trouble now do you, did y'all read that anywhere no he walked out of the boat while he was having a storm, taking a nap. He said, peace be still. He was never scared. And what he's saying to you is, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. I am with you. I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I will never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. I'm not letting you go. You keep on trying to run, but I'm running right after you. I am committed to you. But are you, you're committed to me too, right? Because I am committed to you. And here's the thing about God. He'll love you as far as he can. And that's all the way to the gates of hell. He can't go in with you. He already did that part. But my peace.
peace. He says, my very own peace I give you. Jesus wasn't scared. He wasn't scared of going to the cross. And guess where else he went? Jesus died. There's, there's a big fear of death. We don't know what that's like. We don't know what our birth was like either. But think about it this way. It's, it's all a transition. We, you know, we came into the world one way and bam, here we are. And then, you know, we go out another way and bam, there we are. It's like another birthing. It's like the earth is birthing us out into wherever. And I'm, I will go ahead and throw this in. I hope I get to take a tour of the galaxies on the way out. Wouldn't that be cool to fly right on by the moon and to go past the stars and go through the Milky Way? I hope the Lord lets me do that. I don't know where exactly heaven is, but I, I hope that's on the way. That's just my, my side point. So uh, before before service tonight, I, um, Josh uh, Josh Aaron, our warehouse manager, he was telling me about this 16 year old guy who was living with uh, his mom and dad. They were on drugs, real bad on meth, doing all kinds of stuff. He was having to watch it, having to live there. And something something in me, and I was in the middle of a million things. Um, something in me said, "Stop everything and talk to this young man." I said, "Okay, I don't know what I'm going to say to him. I've never met him in my life." Um, but I said, Josh, will you go grab this guy, bring him up? And um, so as I sat there talking to him, um, I listened to what I said because I know it was the Lord talking to him through me. I was listening to this conversation too. and um, But I just remember looking that young guy right in the eyes and I said, listen to me. You may not have had a good earthly father. You may not have had a good earthly mother. But um, I'm going to tell you, I came from some really rough places, and God is a good father. He is a good father. And if you missed out on a mother, he will be a good mother to you. God can make up for all this. And I looked him in the eyes, and I said, don't you ever forget this. It is not how you start out in this life. It's how you finish. It's not how you start out. See, you don't have to be stuck here. You don't have to stay here another minute. And it sounds crazy, but I told him, in fact, if you ever need me to slap you across the face, come on over because I'll do it. Wake back up. Wake up. Get busy in the name of you. I said, it's time to get out in this world, young man, and it's time you are here for an assignment. You are here on purpose. And if you ain't got nobody else to talk to, you come over here. If you need one of those God-sized hugs, man, run to my office because I'll give you one. And right before he left, he tried to give me one of them shoulder things. I said, no, nah, get in here. And I just gave him a big old bear hug and he walked out with a smile on his face. You know, um, we're growing up in a fatherless generation and, and a motherless generation. We need our moms and dads to show up. Come on, moms and dads, we need to show up in the lives of our kids. They, they watch us and they, and I asked him, I was like, you know, wh- what does this do for you? Because they're, they're in and out of jail. His uncle's in and out of jail and all this stuff. And that, that becomes, that becomes life. You know, what you see around you is what you believe that you're capable of. And um, I believe that's why God put me in some really cool situations to show me what he's capable of. And so, but what, what I guess what I'm trying to say is get in your car and get out of your neighborhood. Go drive somewhere. Go see something else. Go, go talk to people who don't speak your language. Go to another country. Go get outside of your little comfort zone. Get outside, you know, of, of this, of this town or wherever you live. Go drive and go even, maybe you can't drive out of your state. Go drive across town and drive through another neighborhood. Go drive through downtown. Go go get a video. Go let God talk to you. Go see what's Paul. I said, young man, I know I'm a little older. I'm a little uglier. I've been through some stuff. 
but I know what I'm talking about. And uh, the path your parents are going on, that don't have to be you. I know that everything in your genes and everything in your bloodline and everything coming down, passed down to you says that's your future, but it stops with you. And maybe somebody needs to hear that today. It stops with you. It stops with me. It stops right here, right now, in the name of Jesus. By the pain, the, the, the chain-breaking power of the name of Jesus, it stops with me. This goes no further than me. I'm not passing this down to my kids. I'm not, you know, I'm not, but it stops with me. But we got to make a decision. See, Jesus does it, but we have to let him do it. And then it, it goes on down and he's saying, you know, bless those who persecute you, do good and do not curse, rejoice with them who rejoice and weep with them who weep. And uh, what, what I really want to get down to is I want to read this to you out of the message Bible. And I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I, I read the King James and I, I've, I've got many copies. I've got many Bibles, actually. I love the Amplified Bible. It's a good study Bible and the message. It's a good commentary. And I just want to read you this. This is Romans. Now I'm going to start at 12 and on. It says, and just sit back and listen. It's so beautiful love from the center of who you are don't fake it run for dear life from evil and hold on to dear life for for to good be good friends who love deeply practice playing second fiddle practice being second and you know what that actually brings you joy when you put somebody else first that's what i got to be for craig at faith fest I was his go-to man. I was his armor. I held his Bible and I held his schedule. I said, you need anything? I got your water. What do you need? Don't, don't move. I'll go get it. Play second fiddle once in a while. We don't need to be served. You don't, you don't have to go all out on somebody when they forget to refill your sweet tea at a restaurant. Church. I will say no more about this. I used to be a waiter and I hated working on Sundays. But anyway, it says, don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master. Cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. I love that. Be inventive. Be creative in the ways that you can be good to people. Come up with new inventions that you just to be good. Come up with new ways to be good to people. I, I love, I love, see, I have a very public ministry in the way that um, we give out, you know, gosh, I don't know. I think it was over $5 million worth of stuff last year, you know, and that's, that's public, but I never talk about what I do private and I'm not going to tonight, but it is so much fun when you get into giving, man, when you go and you give and nobody knows and you just like slip it and say, God bless you, you know, and, or you give one of them holy handshakes, got a hundred dollar bill in it to a mom who, who is out of gas and out of groceries and got 10 babies screaming her name. Come on, somebody. You can be somebody's miracle. And I will turn around to say it, but sometimes we are so selfish and so self-centered that we don't even look for other people's needs. But I'm on a mission. I get up in the morning and I say, Lord, who can I bless today? And sometimes my flesh don't like that because sometimes I don't feel, I don't feel, come on, get this. I don't feel like blessing anybody. I want somebody to go pick up my coffee and I want to go somebody to go bring me a water, but not my 
will but yours be done. See, when you got saved, it became not about you. Jesus came and made it all about you. But when you got saved, you got covered in the blood, it became all about him. And so, baby Christian, it takes that turn around to where we, we, we stop coming to church to get, 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 and get what I can get. And yeah, come and get the word. But how can I be a blessing when I get there? I ain't trying to take up no offering. Put your pocketbook away. How can I be a blessing when I get there? How can I look for somebody who needs a blessing? How can I go pray with someone? How can I, you know, uh, maybe I can stand at the front door and greet people. Hello, sir. Welcome to Anchor Ridge. Welcome. I hope you're having a blessed day. Don't be like the people down at the Walgreens. Welcome to Walgreens. I told that lady one day, I was like, y'all need to just stop saying that. We can tell you don't mean it. I shouldn't have said it probably. But it's true. People can tell if you really want to be a blessing or not. Walgreens, I'm sorry. All your stores probably are not like that. Uh, North Wilkesboro, right across from the hospital. (laughs) I'm switching to CVS anyway. Uh, (laughs) Why do y'all even come here? (laughs) But you know... People can tell when you're genuine. And um, but 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 when you start really just genuinely, man, and uh I used to do this and I really should get back to it. Uh there was a time when I used to carry groceries and hygiene stuff around in the back of my car, and I would look for people to give it to. I would stop those people, and I know y'all think they don't deserve it. Those people who are standing out with the sign by the road, I don't care if y'all think they deserve it or not. I stop sometimes, and, and, and I'll give them whatever, you know. I might not always give them money, but I'll speed down to the Hardee's. I'll go through the drive-thru, and I'll bring it back to them. I'll say, hey, man, I, I know it's hot out here. Maybe here's, here's, a, here's a bottle of water for you, and I bless you. You know, and, and God's got you, man. And, um, and sometimes I want to say... Uh, there's a lot of jobs out there. Go, go get one. But maybe they can't for some reason, so I don't say it. You know what? I just bless them, and I say, what would Jesus do? He would give them a smile, say, God bless you. But sometimes he might say, get up. Get up. Take up your bed and walk. I don't know. I'll move on from that. It says, bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Ooh, God bless you, sister. Oh, I can't stand her. I'll move on. Mm, 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 mm. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. It says make friends with nobodies. I don't know about you, but I like hanging out with weirdos. They have so much personality. I can't stand being around somebody who dresses all real prim and proper and they ain't got to be perfect. And they're checking their hair every 10 minutes and they're just taking a selfie every five minutes and all this. I'm fine. Hey, look at how I dress. This is how I dress every day. I didn't dress up for y'all. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be wearing this when I go home tonight. And I'll, I might even wear the same jeans tomorrow. They don't look that bad. Uh, you know, I, I don't care. I am not here to impress anybody. I got about five pairs of jeans and three pairs of shorts and and about 10 of these black shirts. Uh, Do y'all remember that little cartoon Doug when we was little and he had a closet full of the same... I have this big old closet at home and it is completely empty. Completely empty. Anyway. Don't be stuck up. Don't be a great somebody. It says, don't hit back. 
We don't have to hit back every time. And I love this. Discover beauty in everyone. Discover beauty in everyone. Be the person that pulls out the gold. Be the person that pulls out the gold. Because we all have it. And you have, have you ever been around those people who do that? They, they, they somehow, and, and you're drawn to them. It's like a magnet. It's like, hey, we just, can you move to Wilkesboro, please? We need more people like you. Have you been around those people? Because they pull out the best of you. And it feels so good to be around somebody who is not complaining all the time and talking about their self all the time. We talk Save it for your dog when you got home. Here's a quarter. Call somebody. No. Care. Y'all know what I'm saying. Find the beauty in everyone. Pull out the gold. Pull out the goodness. Encourage people. Maybe what I'm trying to say is stop competing. There's so much peace in not competing with what the other girls are wearing and what the other guys are wearing and, and driving and, and, and stuff. And maybe this stuff comes with age. I don't know because it's all I used to care about, you know, and how you look. And, uh, you know, you walk up into high school and you, you got your pants on just right and you got your book bag and it's heavy enough. And then you tuck your shirt in just a little bit. So it rides right just about right here. And then you got your little groove going and you care, man. And don't kids look crazy walking up into places. Sometimes you're like, man, give it about five years yes you'll quit all that it's freedom when you stop caring what people think and you live your life before the lord and and be able to be able to bow your head at a restaurant for more than 20 seconds because somebody might be looking my lord they might see us pray can i tell them <laughs> I'm gonna tell them. Andrew's my cousin, so I can tell on him. Uh, one time we was out at a restaurant and I was praying and I was just saying, Thank you, Lord, for all you're doing for the ministry and thank you for this and that. And, um, you know, I was just praying, praying. And he said, Amen. <laughs> and I opened my eyes, I said, <laughs> That's a true story. He said, Well, he was just going on forever. I said, I was talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, excuse him. He is so rude. <laughs> That's a true story. I don't know where we was, but that happened. <laughs> I don't know why I told you that either. <laughs> uh, if you got it in you, get along with everybody. Ain't this message translation good? And this it's just a commentary. It's just a commentary. So go read it. Get your King James, get your whatever, but go get one of these messages. It's so cool to read this and get, get like, you know, because sometimes you can't understand that. But this really just like, this opens it up. It says, look, don't be too good for people. Don't look down on people. Be nice to people. Love, give, be generous. But how, how's, don't insist on getting even. Ooh. Ooh. Don't insist on getting even. No one's for me. Listen to this. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Ain't you glad? I'm going to tell you something you may not like. It's going to be good for you. Oh, you'll like it for you. See, because here's the thing. 
God ain't holding your God ain't holding nothing against you. See, he forgave you of your sin and cast it as far as the east is from the west. But guess who else's sins he did that for? Your arch nemesis. He cast their sin as far as the east is from the west too. He cast your hater sin as far as the east is from the west. He cast that person you've been talking about all day as far as the east is from the west. So when it says, let God judge, you think about it this way. It's almost refreshing because God is a righteous judge and he is smiling down on all his kids saying, look, Here's how it looks at God because we're all his kids. You know, kids are messy. Like kids have such different personalities. Have you ever noticed that? Me and my brother, my brother is the biggest old hillbilly you can ever find. And uh, he's a great person. Got two good kids. Got a great wife. House, you know, whatever. And but we could not be more different. I tell my mom all the time, are you sure I'm not adopted? Are you sure? Because I ain't hardly like them either. So I do question. But um, I know I love my parents. But, uh, you know, have you? Or, or maybe, maybe you're married and you couldn't be married to somebody who is just more different than you. Isn't it funny how many personalities there are in the world? We need to learn to get along with each other. God says, I'll do the judging. I'll take care of it. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, oh, 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 oh go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. If you see your what? Your enemy hungry. Go buy that person lunch. Anybody coming to mind right now? Because I'm going to tell you, that got me in a, in a service sometime. And I had to be texting on the phone before I left service that night. And I had to get it right. I said to this person, hey, look, I've been acting this way and I was wrong. I was so wrong. And you are worthy of more honor than that. Um, you are worthy of the honor of the blood of Jesus because he spilled that blood for you. And how dare I treat you that way? And I'm so sorry. How dare we ever treat anybody with less honor than the blood of Jesus because we're all covered with the blood of Jesus. How dare we dishonor that blood that covers us all? Mm, go buy that person lunch or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. The original translation I said, I believe it says something like this. It says, it will heap hot coals upon their head. And we think, yeah, God, get them. Get them. Get them, God. Heap hot coals and make them hot. Make them seven times hotter like they did for them three Hebrews, boy. Get them, Lord. No, but you know what he's talking about? He's, he's trying to relate to them back in that day. What they were saying is when they would heat up the stones and heat up these things, it would make them more pliable. It would make them soft. So when you do that, you're making them soft. You're softening their heart. You're making them wonder, what is it about this person that I was mean to them and they're doing good to me? Send them a, send them a $50 gift card to Outback. Sign your name and say, love you and mean it. And mean it. Actually mean it. So, but, but how do we do all this? Don't let the devil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. And I want to read this before you, and we're getting ready to go. John 14, 27. Um, and I've already read this. I'm going back to it. Peace I leave with you. 
My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I want to show you what this looks like. I, I went out to, uh, if you're not familiar with this, we've got a clothing, um, clothing center out there. I went and I thought about this before service. Let me put this on. I believe this big old thing is what God's peace looks like on us. It covers, look, this allows me to wrap up in it when I'm cold and lonely. This allows me to have a little extra to, uh, to, uh, to, co- to cover somebody else. It has a little extra. What does the Bible says? It says to cover somebody's sins not go blast them on Facebook. It says love covers a multitude. Love covers a multitude of sins. It don't say I let them go. It don't say we go on sinning. It says, but it covers it and does it quietly. And it says, brother, this is going to kill you if you don't stop. It's big. And it's warm. When you were little and you put on your mama's shoes or when you, was, when you was little and you put on your daddy's overalls and you were standing there and they was just hanging off of you and you say, Dad, look. I believe that's what we look like to God. It's so big. He's like, oh, you cute thing. <laughs> you cute thing. It's so big. But you know what? We grow into it. We grow into it. We, he puts all this stuff on us. Uh, his peace, his goodness, all the fruit of the spirit. And we grow into it. It's time to grow into it, church. We don't need to be scared in hard times because you know what? We know this story has a happy ending. We know that this story has an empty grave. Come on, church. We know this story has an empty grave. Hallelujah. We know this story has an empty grave. Praise God. We know the end of the story. It's something to shout about. It's something to get excited about. It's something to call your neighbor about. It's something worth forgiving people about. It's something worth changing your whole life and start being nice to people, even if you've been ill your whole life. They say, there all comes old, that old ill thing. Blow their minds and be something else. Blow their minds. This story has a good ending. It's Jesus. Go ahead and stand to your feet tonight. Your story has a good ending. It may not feel good right now, but God has got it. I know there's all kinds of things going on in the world that we could look at and say, why God? Why is this happening? Or what in the world? Where were you when this happened? Or why didn't you stop this from happening? And we may never know those answers until we get there and ask him in person. But I'm going to guarantee you, we don't care when we get there. We won't care because heaven's going to be so, so good. It says he's going to wipe away every tear from our eye. I don't believe we're going to have to cry. When we walk up to that place that he prepared for us, he said, I wouldn't tell you if I didn't. I went away. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And when I come and get you, 
We're going there. And I wouldn't tell you that if it wasn't so. Let every let God be truth and every man a liar. He is not a man that he should lie. He's going to come back for his church. I believe he's even got one foot on the clouds right now as we speak. He's, wait, he's waiting for, the, for, for everything. He's waiting. He's, 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 God's got a perfect time. And he'll be back at the exact moment. And it could be tonight. It could be tomorrow afternoon. It could be here in a minute. It could be 10 years from now. I don't know. Only God knows. But all I do know is I want to be found doing his work when he comes back. And when he comes back looking for faith, I want him to find faith in me. Lord, help us tonight. Help us, Lord. I pray, God, for a fresh outpouring. I pray, Lord, that we would take this word and run with it. I pray that we would light our torch and raise it high, God. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we would be the ones in America who said we are going to stand up and take this nation back in the name of Jesus. We ain't sitting around no more. We are called to be leaders of this world, and we are called to bring the gospel until the governments of this world become the governments of our God. And, Lord, I'm ready to see you move. I'm ready. God, to see you pour out your spirit on all flesh, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Let your will be done, God. Even if it makes us uncomfortable, even if it pushes us out of our comfort zone, even if we have to pack our bags and move to another city, our time here on earth, Lord, is so quick compared to eternity. It's like a grain of sand in the ocean here for a minute and gone. Lord, I want my piece of sand to matter. I want to put all I can in my piece of sand and lay it before you. I want to get every crown I can not to wear, but to put it before your feet. Oh, Jesus, that I would have at least one that didn't get burnt up because of my pride. That I would have at least one crown left that didn't get burnt up when it gets test to be able to lay before your feet and say, God, I did the best I could with what you gave me. I wasn't perfect and you know it, but you knew what you was getting when you got me. Thank you for getting me. Lord, I love you. Help me to love you more. I pray, God, that you would fill me with your spirit. Fill me, God, with your spirit everywhere I go, God. I want more, God, more, God. I want more, God. I want more of you, Jesus. I want more of you, Lord. I don't need more stuff. I need more of you. Lord, your word says I lack nothing because when I have you, I have everything. Oh, Jesus, if we could get that, we lack nothing. I want for nothing because I am a son of a king. I'm a king's kid. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I sure didn't earn it. And I definitely don't deserve it. But God, that's just the kind of God I serve. You are good. Lord, so we just lift our hands right now and we receive everything that you have for us. Every blessing, every plan, every promise, Lord. We lift our hands and we say, God, we don't, we didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. But here we are to receive it, God. Be it done unto me. Whatever it is, God, I will go. I will, I will, I will fly across the sea. I'll go down to my neighbor's house and check on them. I'll spread the gospel. I'll go to the grocery store and be a blessing. I'll do whatever it is, God. I just want to be a blessing to you and to your kingdom, Lord. Whatever it is, be it big in the eyes of the world or small in the eyes of the world, I just want to please you 
my job and my my servanthood, Lord. My life is to please you, Lord. I have an audience of one, and you are the one who is sitting on the throne that the angels circle, and they say, holy, holy, holy is the one who was and is and is to come. And I just want to join with them and say, holy God, who was and is and is to come, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, be magnified through me, Lord. Be glorified, God. Come and seeking and saving through me, Lord. Use me, Jesus. As a living sacrifice, I'll live. Well, I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend who needs a blessing. Be sure to sign up for our email list too. We give away free gear and products and you'll be the first one to hear about the latest episodes and all the latest news. Till next time, pray big prayers and watch God move. Have a blessed day.